0: Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. Today, we're going to follow up on last week's podcast, which was how does Pinterest work for the content creator? And we're going to talk about how Pinterest works for the digital marketer. And I'll define the differences between the two. If you didn't listen to the last episode, make sure you go back and listen to it because I definitely believe... There's a stark contrast between how the creator uses Pinterest and maybe how the digital marketer uses Pinterest. Before we dive in, I just want to reiterate this for people that I believe, and I see this, that Pinterest is one of the most underrated and underused social media platforms out there. In fact, we wouldn't even call it social media. We call it search and discovery. It is commonly overlooked for Instagram, TikTok, and now threads. Because these platforms make people feel like something is happening. There's dopamine hits that happen over there. We have likes, we have comments, we have engagement. And it actually feels like what we're doing is working. Whereas sometimes on Pinterest, because the Pinterest user is so consumed with themselves, there's not a lot of dopamine hits, which can be really tricky for somebody who's trying to market on the platform. And you feel like, is this actually working? But what we know here at Simple Pin Media, after managing for almost 10 years, many, many people's Pinterest accounts, I'm gonna stop counting at this point, but I know it's over 700, is that once you dial your strategy in on the organic or even the ad side, the snowball begins to grow and it grows for years and years and years to come, making this really sleepy search and discovery platform, often overlooked, One of the most powerful tools in your business, I have seen it in analytics time and time again, it's Google, Pinterest, Pinterest, Google, they vie for number one, and then everything else falls off a cliff for those trying to get traffic to your website. If you want to hand it off to professionals who know how to make that snowball grow, hop on a call with our team to see if your business qualifies for management. We're here to help you determine the best fit for service and help you stay one step ahead of the competition. So go to simplepinmedia.com services to book a free discovery call. You can also scroll down in your app below in your podcast app, and you will see the link there making it super easy for you to click. <music> You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Okay, how does Pinterest work for the digital marketer? All right, I'm going to define digital marketer first, just like I did in the last episode defining content creator. So as defined by Digital Marketing Institute, a digital marketer is responsible for using a variety of digital channels to generate leads and build brand awareness. A digital marketer must also use measurable analytics to identify weaknesses and find ways to improve performance across these channels. In this role, you can be responsible for all aspects of a company's digital side, or you could just focus on one. So I like to say that these are people who love numbers, they love strategy, they love conversion rates, they're always looking for more ways to increase their metrics. I would also say that these people are very driven to find a cold audience. They understand the warm audience too, and they see the value in both of them, but they're very good at thinking about the person who doesn't know them. And they're very good at thinking about how someone is going to interact with their brand the first time. And they look at the numbers to help guide them as to which way they want to move forward. I have said this in the last episode, uh, but I want to reiterate it here. I think for online business owners, especially those of us who are sol- solopreneurs, to have both a content creator and a digital marketer in the same brain I think would be a unicorn. I know they're out there for sure, but I think to be honest, most of us who run online businesses are trying to do both, which we kind of have to, right? Because if you're a solopreneur, you're wearing all the hats. But I would also argue that that's the reason so many people are burning out so much. We're trying to work in this one area that we're not wired to work in. I have felt this so personally. I am not a digital marketer. I don't like to strategize and I don't like to look at numbers besides like really high snap reports. We do those at the company where it's just like, here's where we're at with discovery calls. Here's where we're at with new clients coming on. I like those numbers, but I'm definitely not going to be the one who is going to open up hot jar and look at a heat map of my website and geek out over it. It actually makes me tired. So I love that There are people who love digital marketing and love Hotjar, and there are people who like content. And I really want to hit that home here, and maybe it's because I'm passionate about it for myself, but I spent a lot of years, a lot of years, feeling like there was something wrong with me because I did not have a digital marketer brain. I kept trying to get it. I kept trying to sign up for things or get PDFs. Or follow podcasts. And it always felt like I was missing the mark. But I was never listening to podcasts about writing or blogging or podcasting because those are things that I knew how to do. I was a content creator, they came really easily for me. And so now that I'm aware of this nine and a half years into my business, I feel so much more freedom to sit in the seat that feels like it's what I'm always meant to do. There's a lot of language around that. It could be your zone of genius. It could be a lot of different things. But I just wanted to highlight that it's okay if you're not a digital marketer. I'm not. And so I can look from the outside and I can give some suggestions as far as how I see digital marketers potentially using Pinterest. And those of you who are listening who love that kind of stuff... I hope you take these and figure out a way to really maximize Pinterest because I think you have great brains. I think I'm envious of the fact that you can think in this way. So, okay, there's my sidestep. All right. So if you have the digital marketer brain drive, whatever you want to call it, how do you leverage Pinterest? Okay. So since we're talking about numbers and conversions, and you want to make more sales, you want to lead to awareness or more email conversions, it starts with the website that you're working on or the landing page that you want them to go to. Chances are you've already worked on tweaking and trying to figure out like how much they convert. You've probably used Hotjar. You have a heat map. You have all these kinds of things, which is great. But I will tell you, one of the hard things with Pinterest is that oftentimes people need to warm up. So we talked about that in the last episode with like a blog portion, which is um, sometimes hard for digital marketers because they're like, I don't want to write. I want to write like copy. I want to do all these things. So if you are not going to blog and you're only going to have a really great sales page, make sure it has a lot of those warm up components. My ads director, Aaron, will often say Pinterest is really great top of funnel and bottom of funnel when it comes to ads. So think about that top of funnel when you're building your page that you want those people from Pinterest to go to. So let's assume for now the page is built and you know once they get to that page, it will convert at an X percentage. Now it's time to find more places on Pinterest to drive that traffic. So there's two paths here. There's organic and ads. We usually find that people in digital marketing have less of an aversion to spending money on ads. They're ready to scale and really get this going. They know that if they can unlock it and say, I'm spending 10 to get 20, they will keep doing that over and over and over again. So if this is you and you're like, yeah, I don't have a problem Spending money on ads. I'm totally ready to go. I love this cold traffic, this conversion. I'm ready to see if this works. These are often people who are quick starts, they are not risk averse. Go the way of ads. And a long time ago, we used to tell people you should maybe set up an organic presence on Pinterest for a while. In fact, we used to use the recommendation that you should be on Pinterest for like six months. We don't say that anymore. What we say is that you absolutely need to have your profile page built on Pinterest. It should have at least 5 to 10 boards. They should be a little bit full with 5 to 10 pins. There should be something starting to happen organically. And then you can begin to start to run an ad side by side with that. So... That ad is going to take about two to four weeks to really figure out um, how it's working, where Pinterest is sending it before you can really scale the budget. So, we often tell people, digital marketers, that you might come from a Facebook or an Instagram meta ads and it works much quicker. They're apples to oranges. So you really need to think about a different type of audience when you come to Pinterest. And that's that it's going to take a little longer to convert somebody. It's going to take a little longer to warm them up than it would be on meta ads, which is fine. You can leverage them um, with their two different audiences, right? So we would definitely tell you to begin to pursue ads. Watch them closely, tweak them if needed. But once you're really dialed in, Again, that's where the magic happens. That's where all of a sudden you start to unlock this great traffic and snowball with Pinterest, but you're just paying to do it as opposed to waiting for the organic juice to happen. Now, a question for those wondering um, if you can just pin to a landing page like organically, like without putting ad dollars behind it, you can, and we have done that here at Simple Pin, but just know your conversion rates from Pinterest They might be a little lower, right? Like they're not so predictable. You're not saying, I'm going to run an ad. I'm going to target XYZ. And I know this is who's coming to the page. And I'm going to see their conversion. It's going to take a little bit longer. And that's why we say you want to warm them up through blogging. That might be way easier for the content creator to really get them kind of up and running. The other thing too for a digital marketer is to be really, really clear On your pin image or your short form video that's leading to your landing page this is a place where we see some of our ads clients get a little stuck that's why we actually do the images for our ads clients is we want to have a strong connection between pin and landing page and this is a trap we see people organically get into as well is that you create a bunch of different images and then when people click on that page or they get there they feel like they don't know where they're at they're like my pin had an image of a kid but this has images of dogs like where where am i so it's really important that you create that connection so that the pinner knows they're in the right place so just be thinking of that when it comes to your images you can test different images too as well that's great for the digital marketer to be able to figure out okay which one is getting conversions that are higher or lower pinterest does have a lot of new metrics in their analytics insights. So I would highly recommend you dive into that. Everyone should for sure, but the digital marketer for sure can go in and they can see if they've been on Pinterest for a while, they can see which ones that are already performing well and they can add, uh, they can turn it into an ad. They can put money behind it and they can see it grow. So those are just some quick tips for you to begin thinking about how this is going to work for you. Now we have tons of ads podcasts. In fact, below in your podcast app, I will link to some of our latest ones that you can listen to, kind of the latest updates of, you know, when it comes to Pinterest ads. But also if you're just ready to outsource it, our team can do it. And then we do have a community, which is the Simple Pin Ad Society. You can join that as well. But the biggest thing I want you to take away from these last two episodes is to really think critically about where you fall when it comes to Pinterest. If you tend to fall more in the content creator side, or you tend to fall more in the digital marketing side. And that really can change how you use Pinterest and how you're going to leverage it to grow. Alrighty. Thanks so much for listening to the Simple Pin Podcast. If you have 30 seconds, I would love for you to leave a review and let us know what you're thinking of the episode or if you have any more ideas for podcasts we can do in the future. We are filling out the back half of our editorial content for 2023 and we would love to hear more from you about what you would like us to record on this podcast or if you have any guests you would like us to, to meet with as well you can always email us hello at simplepinmedia.com and we would love to hear what you have to say Alrighty, thanks so much for listening